and welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people and visit the places behind the stories in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Margaret Dunning may be 102 years old, but most of us would find it hard to keep up with her. In a recent issue of our magazine, this remarkable woman was featured for her participation in a classic car event with her 1930 Packard 740 Roadster. During an extended interview with Margaret, she shared about her love for cars and told some fascinating stories about the beginnings of motor travel in America. In this first of a two-part interview, Mrs. Dunning tells us how she first learned to drive and shares her fascination with the motor car. Part two will focus on her travels on the early American roads. You don't want to miss it. But first, here is a friendly invitation from the state of Louisiana. In Louisiana, a main street can be off the beaten path. It's a place where you'll find fewer people and more personalities. And you only have to meet one character to become a part of the story. Our state is more than Mardi Gras. It's a collection of downtown communities built by passionate people with something to share. This November, discover the art, music, and food of Louisiana's main street communities. It's your chance to meet the people that make our state's downtown areas great. Remember November and learn more at LouisianaMainToMain.org. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk and to a very special person who is our guest today. Her name is Margaret Dunning, and she lives in suburban Detroit, Michigan. First of all, Mrs. Dunning, thank you very much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be get acquainted with you. I mentioned kind of tongue-in-cheek that you have quite a long history with the American Road. Well, they tell me one and one adds up pretty fast to 100. <laughs> now I'm trying to convince people that once you get there, you subtract a year each time. As a matter of fact, by the time that this interview airs, you will have completed 102 years. That is correct. Congratulations to you. And I understand that you maintain a very independent existence. Well, I don't think so, but uh, I guess that's the way the eyes of other people take it. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, because I understand that you are the proud owner of a very special vehicle, a 1930 Packard 740 Roadster, which uh, you have been driving for many years. It is a stick shift, I understand, and you still take it on on the road a couple of times a year. Oh, it has to be exercised and oiled, you know. You can't keep them undercover all the time. You hop right in that vehicle, and you it's a stick shift. I mean, do you... you oh, it's four, four. Mine's four on the floor, not three. When did you first get that vehicle? Oh, it was prior to 1950. The car has been restored and authentically restored. Mm-hmm. Everything is... Um, original on it, and um, it has kept its uh, appearance very nicely. It certainly has. How how do you keep it up? Well, there's 22 coats of hand-drub lacquer on it, and when I got it, so there's a few more on it since I've had it. <laughs> and do you put those hand coats on? Oh, I I've, I put many of them on, yes. Are, are you a mechanic as well? Well, I I'm a would-be mechanic. I think I can do it. So you are under the hood of your vehicle, then keeping it in two? Well, not as much as I used to, but I always changed the oil and kept everything else properly. That's remarkable. I understand that it was a prize winner then when you got it. Yes, it was the first 100-point winner in the Classic Car Club of America. And that was back in the year 1949, I think, right? I think 49 or 48. Right. I right. Did, were you always interested in this kind, uh, these kind of vintage cars? Uh, I was interested in machinery, uh, not necessarily um, 
any one thing. I, I eventually dropped into thinking that the Packard was a car that I really wanted to uh, immortalize. Well, when, where did your interest in machinery start, Margaret? On a farm. I'm a farm girl. Where was that? On Plymouth and Telegraph Road in Detroit. Which is now firmly ensconced in the metropolitan area of Detroit, but at that time was part of the farming area out Oh well, yes, well absolutely. beyond Detroit, wasn't it? Yes, it was just outside the city limits. And so you learned on on the tractors out there, or was it even pulling? Well, horses? Yeah. first I learned on the horses <laughs> and what they what they dragged around. And my father had a large farm, and he believed in having it um, run by machinery rather than manpower if he could, because. It was cheaper, and it was uh, quicker, and um, you just had to provide what the necessities for it. How long have you been then displaying this car and you know, taking it out to show? Ever, ever since I uh, got the car, I've been displaying it. Not, ever, not every year, but almost every year. Also taking it out for a spin, as a matter of fact, I understand. Oh, yes, yes, it gets its exercises, I say. Well, your vision must be rather keen. Well, I try to keep it up. They tell me I'm capable of having a driver's license, so that's why I'm, I'm very anxious to maintain it, too. At no small feat at 102 years old. Where did you first learn to drive? Uh, on the farm. At eight years old, I was driving practically everything that could be driven there. Oh, my goodness. So you have actually literally been driving for nearly 100 years. That is correct, almost. Oh, oh, my goodness. What was the first vehicle that you drove, can you remember, at eight years old? Um, well, it would probably be an early tractor. We're talking with Margaret Dunning, by the way, who is from Plymouth, Michigan, and uh, who is the proud owner of a 1930 Packard 740 Roadster. Margaret, in the times that you have been driving cars, have you had any other favorite cars as well? Oh, yes. Yes, I have uh, become a pretty good junkyard. That's <laughs> what I always call it. Tipper McGee's closet. What were some of the favorites of yours along the way in terms of vehicles? Well, I... We have had quite a few Packards in my family, and I, of course, I lean very definitely towards the fine workmanship and the um, um, design of Packards. Am I right, Margaret, that they were built in Detroit at one point? Oh, yes. They were built in Ohio, too, at one time. Mm -hmm. Cars in those days, I think as much as function, they were also beautiful works of art. There's no doubt about that. And I think Packard took pride in the quality of the materials that they used from um, the steel right down to the um, cloth that was, they were upholstered in. Mm -hmm. I can wow. remember um, engine blocks being uh, piled in the yard there because they concluded that an outside seasoning going through the winter and the summer and the uh, rain and so forth seasoned the um, iron in them better. I'll be darned. So they, they literally let them out. I don't know whether it did or not, but I, th <laughs> I thought they had a wonderful engine in them. Since then, do you, dri do you drive another vehicle normally other than the uh, 1930 Packard? Oh, yes. I drive a Oh, three Cadillac is an everyday. Ah, okay. So you have stepped up a few years in the design then, at least, huh? Well, yes. I, uh, in fact, I have owned from uh, an early uh, model N Ford, which was a 1905, uh, 1906 model N. 
on on up through until the present day. I haven't always stood still on on my uh, marketing. <laughs> no, and you you haven't stood still. Period. I don't think you you've been quite a busy lady all these years. Join us on our next blog for part two of this great interview with Margaret Dunning, when she'll tell us some incredible stories about the first days of travel on the American Road. You know, American Road Magazine just celebrated an important milestone. Ten years of beautiful pictures, engaging stories, and color tours along America's heritage byways. During that decade, our magazine has not only grown in subscribers, but in the ways that people like you can enjoy the magazine's contents in new ways. So if you like these podcasts, then you're just the person who should subscribe to the digital edition of our magazine. Just visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on the Preview Our Magazine icon. You'll get a sample of the most recent digital edition and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on the homepage, check out all of the other features like our blogs, trip itineraries, special deals, sweepstakes, and so much more. (laughs) You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Till we meet again on the American Road for another Trip Talk, I'm your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.